the uh, province reporting just over 3,400 new COVID cases today as the eligibility for vaccines in hot spots. That is increased starting today to those over 18. But with this increased eligibility, is that being matched by access to the vaccine? Well, no, says Ontario pharmacists, and apparently frustration is growing over the uh, pharmacy vaccination program. And for more on that, we're joined now by Sandra Hanna, who is the CEO of the Neighborhood Pharmacy Association, and she joins us once again here on 640 Toronto. Sandra, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me again. Well, nice to have you back. Uh, Pharmacies, uh, they want to play a bigger role when it comes to the vaccine rollout. Can you give us just first off an idea as to what's currently happening with pharmacies and vaccinations and what you're actually capable of? Absolutely. So there are 4,600 pharmacies in Ontario, about 3,200 of those routinely administer vaccines every year for the flu shot and other vaccines, um, about 3,200 of those routinely administer. Currently in the COVID vaccination program, we have 1,400 pharmacies enrolled to administer the vaccine and about another thousand or so in queue to receive vaccine challenge right now is that we just don't have the supply to meet the number of pharmacies that are ready and willing and able to administer the vaccine. Um, To date, pharmacies have only had access to the AstraZeneca vaccine, which, as you know, is currently limited in Ontario to 40 plus. Um, NACI has just confirmed the safety for for, uh, younger individuals, uh, 30 plus. So we're urging Ontario to lower the age band um, so that we can open up access to that vaccine to more Ontarians. Um, and in addition, as you, as you mentioned, the province has increased eligibility in hotspots uh, for people 18 plus. So at the moment, pharmacies um, with the current vaccines that they have in, in pharmacies, AstraZeneca, can't really help support um, that increased eligibility band in those hotspots because the vaccine that's in most pharmacies now, which is the AstraZeneca vaccine, has not been approved for use for that uh, 18 plus population. Right. Do uh, pharmacies, sorry, Sandra, do they have the ability to administer the Pfizer or Moderna vaccine? Because uh, we've heard all along that these have got to be kept at sub-zero temperatures and that pharmacies just aren't equipped for that. Yeah, absolutely. So, so the Those vaccines are frozen at first, but once they actually do get delivered, there is a certain amount of time, um, and it's different for both vaccines. Pfizer, it's currently five days. Uh, Moderna, it's up to a whole month. That can be maintained at fridge temperature. So absolutely, pharmacies have the ability and the capability to store and handle all types of vaccines. It does require a little bit of logistical planning, but we're currently doing that in all other in many other provinces, I should say, across the country. So from a from a capabilities shipping, storage, handling, administration, absolutely no barriers for pharmacies. And in fact, in Ontario, just on Friday, it was announced that there is a, a limited pilot that has um, has been been, been started uh, with 16 pharmacies receiving Pfizer vaccine. Um, it is a limited pilot at this moment, but we are anticipating that that pilot is going to ramp up quite quickly. And we're advocating strongly to expand that pilot and to enable all pharmacies, regardless of size, location, format, uh, to administer all types of vaccines, including Pfizer, Moderna, and eventually uh, Johnson & Johnson when it when it becomes approved and available. Yeah, Can you explain to us why these are pilot projects in some centers when it comes to uh, pharmacies uh, rolling out and distributing the vaccine? Because it seems, on the surface anyways, that it's very similar to giving the flu shot, which of course pharmacies have uh, done forever and ever. And I think a lot of people are questioning why we need these pilot uh, projects when, you know, we really want to get as many uh, vaccines into arms as quickly as possible. Why does this have to be a, a pilot project? 
Yeah, it's a great question. I, I think that because, I mean, it, it is in many cases, in terms of the administration of the vaccine, one could one could compare it quite quite well to, to the flu vaccine. But because of some of these additional logistical challenges, I think the idea is just to make sure that we can pick up on any key learnings, any, um, you know, key key things that we need to focus on and, and improve on or, or uh, learn from um, through a limited pilot. Um, I, you know, we've, we've seen it. it. It's really a proof of concept. We've seen the success of pharmacies administering and storing and handling and distributing the Pfizer vaccine in other provinces. So we've already picked up a, a lot of those learnings. The National Association, we've been able to share those uh, with with the government in Ontario to make sure that we are ready. And, and you know, we, we don't anticipate there will be any hiccups, but I think that it's important for us to um, test out the whole system from, from end to end, from distribution to getting the shot in arms. Um, and that's why we, we, we anticipate that this, this pilot will really ramp up pretty quickly. Um, so, so we're starting with a, a really short um, pilot or, or demonstration or proof of concept, and then, and then we do hope to see that expand really quickly. Yeah, Sandra, what is the advantage of having greater distribution through pharmacies, getting more pharmacies uh, involved? Uh, How is this better than, say, some of our uh, mass vaccination centers or clinics? Well, I wouldn't say it's necessarily better. It's it's just an additional avenue. So pharmacies are in just about every uh, community in in the province, and uh, people have longstanding relationships with their pharmacists. So I think part of it is is having the opportunity to have a trusted provider who can have those conversations with with the public. Um, some people have questions about vaccines, and most of those can be resolved uh, with with a conversation um, and, and with with a few answers to some key questions that a trusted healthcare provider can provide. So not only the accessibility um, and the convenience of, of having generally longer operating hours, um, but also that trust uh, between the public and a healthcare provider that they know and, and you know, see on a regular basis, I think is, is a huge advantage. And one that, you know, alongside the mass clinics, alongside primary care and physicians, um, is, is a huge opportunity for us to tap into so that we can try and get more people vaccinated in different settings. And everybody's a little bit different. People will, will look for care in different ways. So, um, you know, as a, as a, as a, health system and, and as a as a province we should be offering as many opportunities to people uh, to get vaccinated as possible just finally where are things right now with the ontario government and with the health ministry when it comes to pharmacies are there ongoing discussions right now and is this just a case of uh, supply versus demand and as the supply continues to grow there'll be the opportunity for more and more pharmacies to uh, roll out the vaccine yeah, I, I think we're, we're pretty optimistic that, that we will be engaged. I, I, you, you hit it on the head. It, it's basically just a, a question of supply and demand. I think we're onboarding more and more pharmacies and making more and more types of vaccines available through pharmacies as that supply becomes available. Uh, so we're continuing to to work with the government and have really collaborative discussions to engage more and more pharmacies and to to you know, bring on board more and more distribution points and vaccination points so that more and more Ontarians can have access to the vaccine. Uh, we know that if the, the pharmacy channel is fully activated, we can administer up to a million vaccines per week, which is which is tremendous. But to date, we don't have that supply. And um, without being able to engage pharmacies in the distribution and administration of all types of vaccines, we know that we won't have that kind of supply. So our capacity far exceeds the supply. So uh, it's really about getting getting that supply available and, and um, knowing that we have the capacity to get those shots in arms when we have it uh, available in the pharmacy channel. You bet. Sandra, appreciate the time as always. Thanks so much for joining us on this Monday. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Have a great day. 
you as well. Sandra Hanna is the CEO of the Neighborhood Pharmacy Association.